Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Welcome, welcome again to another episode of Get Celebritized. I'm your host, Araya McGarry, and I am so glad you are joining us here today for this episode because it is going to be raw. It's actually going to be raw authentic because I'm bringing on a very special friend and guest. And let me tell you about him. This is Ryan Lanky. He's the founder of the Red Media Agency, a branding and marketing content creation firm, and so much more. He is so creative. I am so excited for him to come on and tell you some raw authentic things about he's gone from one place in his life to soaring and soaring even bigger than he could have ever thought or asked because on these shows on Get Celebritized, I want to help you earn more so you can live more so you can give back more. So without any further ado, here he comes, the one and the only Ryan Lanky, founder Hello. of the, Ryan, the Red Media Agency. Hello, Rhea. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to just jump into this amazing conversation that we're going to have. And let's just get into it because as you said, raw, authentic conversations are the best ones to have. They really are. And Ryan, you are in marketing and media and eight and uh, content creating, and you're really big on branding. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But I just love that you show up in brand. I mean, that's a great point. If you're, you're listening to this on a podcast, not watching on the on the TV shows that were on the, those platforms, Ryan shows up in a red cape and he's got the red background and just everything about it, this red and black power colors. So yes. So if you want to see it, go to my YouTube. You can find it over there because Ryan, you just look great on camera. So thank you Aww. for showing up in brand. <laughs> of course. No. And I think it's, it's a very good point that you just brought up. It's so important to walk, not just in your brand's footsteps, but to show up as your brand. What does that look like for you? You know, is it the power red, the way I have made that? Or is it more subtle? Is it, you know, fall colors? Is it more, you know, and it's not even just about the coloring. It's about the style, the feel, the wear, you know, like, like how do you want to show up as and how do you want people to perceive you? So, <laughs> That's really important. And we're going to dive into that a little bit deeper, too. Because now, Brian, you're still young. I mean, what was the last? I remember I met you. You were just turning 21. Now you're 22. And I know this this podcast and show will live on forever. And people will be listening. So make sure you tap into him whenever you're listening to this, find out where he is now. But you're so young, but so successful. But it didn't get handed to you on a silver platter. So I want our viewers and listeners to know a little bit about where you are now. Let's start there. And then we're going to backtrack to find out really where you came from because it is raw. Yeah, no, the, the, the irony about, you know, 
what you just said is it hasn't been handed to me on a silver platter. The irony behind that is the way I grew up, I was handed everything in my life. I never had to worry about, you know, paying for anything, buying my own stuff. I had all of that provided to me. But unfortunately, whenever I came out to being gay and whenever I started discovering my own identity and, and shifting away from what my family wanted me to be, you know, all of that changed. And so I discovered, I went on a discovery, you know, journey, as you would say, and I went over to LA, you know, and why LA, I don't know, but something told me I needed to go there. So I was there for two years from literally the brink of the pandemic as soon as the pandemic hit, I moved to LA. Can you call me crazy? Once Perfect. <laughs> Where would you move from? Where were you to when you oh, moved to LA? I was living in Dallas, Texas. I okay. mean, it was, you know, as we all know, Dallas is a Dallas. very conservative city. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been, it's very conservative. So of course, you know, we are always evolving in society with, you know, the LGBTQ community, et cetera. But still there are those people that mm -hmm. look you up and down when you walk on the street, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, very unfortunate. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, when I moved, I lost everything, everything I was working for. You know, I was working two jobs at the time. I was working at the uh, Wax Museum. Uh, what do you call it? The Madame Tussauds yes. Wax Museum up of Hollywood Boulevard. I was working there and I was working at a restaurant called The Waffle and I was bussing tables. So I was working my ass off to just make a living there. But at the end of the day, it just nothing was working out. And then all of a sudden I was in a very bad roommate situation where it was very abusive and verbally abusive. And so right. it became more of a situation where I had to get out. I just didn't know how. And unfortunately, that person threw me out on the street where I literally had nowhere else to go. And so I slept on the street for a few nights. But at the end of the day, I found the help that I needed and I called not, you know, I was so in the mindset of, I can't be homeless. I can't be homeless. I can't be homeless. I can't sleep on a street. I can't sleep on a street. But what I wasn't thinking in that moment is how lucky I am to even wake up on the street alive, you know, yeah. and I think that's a big thing as entrepreneurs that we need to constantly remind ourselves is our journey. You know, I'm sitting here in such a great position today, working with amazing people and my dream clients. But yet at the same time, I have to remind myself whenever I want to complain about something, remind myself two years ago where I was and where you were, you know, like, where were you two years ago? Where and that's really important, today? Ryan. Yeah, to count your blessings. And I, and I love your attitude because one, you were willing to work hard because that good old fashioned hard work, working two jobs, three jobs, whatever it takes. And you're willing to do that. And you did that. It wasn't your fault that somebody threw you out. Now you're in the street. But still with that happening, you still have the good attitude that will propel you even further. Like, okay, it still could be worse. And I love that because that's my attitude too. No matter what's happening, it could be worse. Just being in America gives you the opportunity of getting up and saying, okay, may I be on the street now? But at least this is a street where, you know, I'm safer than I am in a lot of other places, a lot of other countries. Absolutely. And, you know, after one thing led to another. So while I was on the street, I still had my cell phone. Thank God I did, because, you know, <laughs> I don't know where I would be without it. Honestly, that's the thing that saved my whole butt. <laughs> How did it save your butt? How did a uh, cell phone save you? The cell phone saved me because I knew I needed help. I didn't know how to find it, but my first thought was calling the Department of Mental Health in California. And that's oh. exactly what I did because I knew this was affecting my mental health and I knew that they would be able to place me somewhere, whether it be a shelter somewhere, they were going to put me somewhere. But unfortunately due to the pandemic, 
everything was booked. The LGBTQ shelters out there were booked and busy. Like they had no beds available, no rooms, nothing. And so they told me it might be a 24 hour wait. It might be a two hour wait. It might be a two week wait for me to be placed somewhere. I kid you not, 30 minutes later, I get a call back from the Department of Mental Health saying there is a bed at the Salvation Army way in off of Hollywood Boulevard. Do you want it? I cried so hard because, again, when they told me that I wasn't going to be able to be placed anywhere, I'm like, this is this is my life. This is where I am right now. And keep in mind, you know, I didn't have really a lot of communication with my family at that time. I I cut everybody off. And I can gladly say that is not the situation I am standing in today. But, you know, at at that time, I had personal issues I had to work through. And that was also another reason why I wanted uh, to go to a shelter, because I knew that they provided free counseling and free therapy. And that was something that I really wanted. That was something I wanted to work myself through. And so at the end of the day, I saw myself being homeless as a blessing in disguise because I would not be standing in the position that I am with my family today who has seriously wronged me in so many ways. But I have been able to look past all of that and really rebuild those relationships very slowly, but we're doing it. And I wouldn't be standing in that position if it wasn't for that mental help that I received at the Salvation Way in. And shout out to them because they know I love them. And I, I'm going to be speaking for them very soon. I'm going to be going to LA and speaking for them because they wanted me to come back because of all the progress I've been making. I've been updating them on my progress and everything. Oh my gosh. It's just, I love them. Shout so them out again. What's their name? What's their name? The Way in Salvation Army by the Salvation Army. It's off of Hollywood Boulevard. Again, you guys, it's it's right it's right next to uh, what do you call it? It's right Roman next Chinese to Theater. No, it's right next to the 101 Highway. Okay, why like, right off of the 101 Highway? Okay, so if somebody's not in Hollywood, because this is a really important conversation. One, Ryan, at a, such a young age, you had such a great attitude, especially the maturity of saying, "My family wronged me, but that's their problem. I can, I can forgive. I can move on. I need the therapy." I mean, so many people want to play the blame game their entire life and just woe is me. And you didn't even spend time wallowing in that. Like I said, that's a lesson you should learn 10, 20 years later. And you've already got that memo. So whether they come along, you're saying it's better, which is great, doesn't affect you as much anymore it'll always i'm sure there's that hurt to always be there but you're dealing with it and you wouldn't you got counseling instead of saying oh they all need help you said okay this is what's happening i need to work through this so i can because you can only handle you we only can a lot for us so if somebody's going through this before we get into your great success now because of your attitude because of the choices you made ryan this is so prevalent so important for everybody here you chose to be successful you chose not to stay where you were you got some crummy cards and you said okay let's deal them and let me see what i can do with this hand and so if they're not in hollywood they're not in california but they want help they're thinking like you I need some help. I need some counseling. I need that hand up right now, that leg up. Is there a national hotline that they could call? Where would be their first step? Let's give them a tool. Absolutely. Well, if they're a part of the LGBTQ community, the Trevor Project is an amazing resource. They have mm-hmm. an amazing hotline. There's hotlines everywhere, honestly. All you have I mean, to Google do is it. Google. Google is your best friend when it comes to these type of situations. I look up free therapy. I look up hotline for mental health. Like, I mean, th- just the simple keywords that you're trying to find, like hotline for suicide, et cetera. But for okay. me, I'm a part of the LGBTQ community. 
thankfully I have a lot more resources handed to me and that are available, but I do know that there are available resources out there on Google. Yeah, and if you think of whatever your community might be, it might be single moms, it might be absolutely, and, and Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. I mean, it, there's groups everywhere. If if that that's something Great idea. that isn't amazing, I don't know what is. There are so many amazing groups out there. You just have to look for them. They're out there. You do just have to find them. That's right. You just have to find it. If you don't have a cell phone and you don't have, you know, that type of technology, maybe you're listening to this on somebody else's device, then borrow one and just, because people are usually willing to help. And even if you walked into a shelter, I'm sure they have internet access to help people find the help, find the resources. So Absolutely. I'm so impressed with you and you have become a success. And I've known you now for, I don't know, maybe almost two years. It seems like I've known you forever, but I remember your struggle. Has it been a year? <laughs> Oh, I remember some of those days in the midst of that, where you were in Texas before you moved to California, or leaving California, I think, and then going back to where you are yes. now. And you, oh, you were you were in a more of a darker spot, but you still had that spark in your eyes. Like, I'm going to make this work. What can I do? You're such a great student, such a great student of life, I should say. So before we go on to your your wonderful success, I can't wait to tell everybody about your Red Media Agency and what you do for entrepreneurs and business owners and companies as well in the branding and media marketing. You're just so talented and which that either you're born with this particular artistic talent or you're not, we can all learn tools, but you've got a great eye, which I love. So give everybody one more piece of hope. If they're hitting any hard times, doesn't have to be homeless, but they're feeling down and out. They haven't bounced back from maybe the pandemic or they just need to pivot and they're feeling like, what do I do next? Give us some business hope that got you from that point to where you are now. I'd say don't let your situation define where you are and where you're going. You know, that was the one thing that I reminded myself and why I believe I built such a great relationship with the people at the way in Salvation Army Shelter is they saw me not allowing where I was to put myself in this box of, I'm not going to get out of it. I worked my ass off. I got myself a computer, you know, to figure out how I can start doing digital marketing from a shelter, like, like working with a shelter, like, <laughs> and that's what I did. You know, I, I've had some great successes from that shelter alone. And I've had one of the best opportunities ever from being in that position because I didn't allow myself or I didn't allow the situation to define who I was and where I was going. And you were going places. So let's talk about where are you now? What do you do for clients? You've got some, and we don't have to mention names, but you've got some celebrity clients now, let us just say that. And you're doing some amazing work. And I've seen your work. And when I, I said, wow, Ryan, I remember you when. It was only just a year ago where you were. And then I'm looking at your work. I said, Ryan, I didn't even know you could do all that you do. And I said, you're talented. Like, get your butt on my podcast. So let's talk about where you are now, Ryan. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It's been whirlwind. How much time do we have? No. Reader's Digest version. I mean, the, the irony, and I want to, I want to quickly just say this, you know, my branding for my whole brand, for my whole business, didn't really come in until this year. You know, I really became more clear and concise of who I was and what I wanted to do and who I wanted to serve based off of the relationships that I have been making. And you are definitely one of those people, Araya. You know, you really helped me try to figure out who I wanted to serve. And I got to give some shout outs here. Araya, uh, Wendy Shore, Kareen Mills, uh, Credit Ninja, Lee, also known as Leanne. You know, she was, they let me know about the mom link ahead of time. And they are one of my biggest clients now. You know, I have built such a great rapport with so many people 
based off of just one community, which is the Mom Link. And I have to give them that shout out because they've been absolutely outstanding. And I know Ray is a part of the Mom Link and she knows what I'm talking about. But I've also been able to extend my outreach with clientele with a woman named Barbara Majeski, and she's one of the contributors of the Today Show. And it's just been so amazing to be able to have all these different opportunities handed to me. And yet the irony is I'm still learning, I'm still growing. I, and I think that's that's a tip to throw out to anyone is don't go in with the mindset of you know everything just because you're good at what you do. You can always improve. And that's why I think there really is no such thing as competition only collaboration. When I reach out to somebody in my field and I ask them for some tips or for some advice, that's collaboration. That's mm -hmm. just giving me another leg up in my business that got them to the point of where they are in their business today. So I think that's also something to really keep in mind when you're trying to grow your business is think about the other relationships and the other competitors, competitors, right. quotations, you can actually be friends with. And, and, and don't just try to see, oh, I'm going to take them down. Like, be like, oh, my God, I'm going to be their best friend so they can help me learn what I need to do for my business. So right. it's, you're so right on that, because as we gain in success and I believe there's the school is never out for the pro. We want to keep learning to the day we die. Do we take that last breath, because really the mass knowledge in this world is you cannot consume it in a lifetime and just when you think maybe you master social media there'll be new social media so that's news you know no news but it is news right so um the collaboration is so important and i love that you're part of the the mom link community because that's what we talk about because there is no other you ryan there's no other array and one of my courses that's been such a huge success is the one i do on profit from being you and it's a big fat capital gold letter Y-O-U. There's a million realtors in this world. Why do you pick one over the other? Because that one's going to resonate with you, whether you want a man or a woman, whether you want somebody outgoing and bubbly and talks fast and gets things done quick, or somebody more subdued and laid back and more educational. Every personality will attract their right client, but they won't attract anybody if they're not on social media, they don't have marketing to show off their personality. Because I know I'm not a good fit for everybody, but I'm a great fit for my right people, my right tribe, that love, that energetic, fast talking, let's get it done. Don't ask me for a spreadsheet. Let's just go. You know, that's why I do my TV show. Let's just start filming. And before you know it, there's all these awards. Other people need much slower. They need the they need the spreadsheet. They need to know what they're doing every inch of the way before they even start. And that's fine. So I'm not a good fit for that. So we need to find our brand. So tell us, Ryan, since you do branding and marketing, how do you help us as business owners relay our personalities so consumers can make a great investment in what we have to offer, knowing more about our personality and the way we give our products or services to our clients. So through the Red Media Agency, I do something that I call the Red Effect, where you redefine experiences digitally. And I think that the thing of where we are in today's society with social media and how we're evolving is exactly like you said, Araya, people actually being themselves. And that's why, you know, I use the phrase raw authentic because you're raw, but you're authentic at the same time. And as an entrepreneur, you define the line of what's too much information, what's too personal, what is, oh, I can't talk about that. That is a red zone, no go for me. You know, don't allow your audience to define what you talk about, what you want to say, how you want to come off as, and get this 
whole idea out of your head that you have to look good for them because and and, and this is the real truth if y'all go to my instagram which is obviously linked below mm-hmm. but if you go to my the instagram which is, <laughs> which is you know instagram at the ryan lanky but if you go to my instagram you'll see that i am not in glam every single day i am not in this <laughs> every day you don't wear a cape so, every day ryan wait a minute listen i'm a superhero but even heroes take off their cape sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But then you see that. I love that. Yeah, it's the day-to-day stuff for sure. I love it. Absolutely. And and so just humanizing yourself, as I call it, humanize your brand. You are speaking to people, not trying to sell to them. Of course, you want to sell your services. Of course, you want to sell your products, but they're not buying your products or services. If they're only buying the product or the service, you are doing something wrong because real clientele, real businesses, real entrepreneurs should be striving for them to come back. And how they come back is by you selling yourself, not selling your product or service and so when you're and when you're in that interview when you're in that discovery call when you're in that pitch mode don't focus so much on the pit or on the pitch or the service or the product focus on the fact that you're trying to make them feel like they need you and not the other way around you are not desperate for the sale Mm -hmm. they are desperate for you and again excuse my language but it's almost like you're mind fucking them a little bit like you know what i mean like it like really like it really it's almost a form of emotional manipulation in a little bit like i mean but that's just sales it's marketing you're manipulating them one way shape or form into buying into justifying that purchase with logic and that's also something i think people don't realize is the process of selling and the way that people process that is they will not purchase unless their purchase is justified with logic. So if it doesn't make sense to them, they aren't going to purchase. So it's got to make sense. And for it to make sense, you have got to make sense, you know? So it's not just focusing an hour on your pitch and your service and your product and trying to wow them with the features of said product or service. It's about wowing them with your personality, because if you can nail that first, the rest comes naturally. And that's what I've learned is I allow my work and my business and my personality to speak for itself. I don't really, y'all don't see me going on these big, if anyone knows me off a of clubhouse and who's listening to this, y'all know that I don't go on clubhouse or I don't go on social media posting my services everywhere. I, yeah. I let the people come to me because that's what I think it's about, Araya is when people really want to work with you, they are going to work with you. But I'm not going to be desperate enough to get, you know, someone who isn't really passionate, who isn't right. really my client, as we talked about. So, well, you make a good point, because it's really about when you're talking about, you know, that manipulation and wanting them to know you are, it's really you being raw with them. So this is who you are. And if you like that, they've taken that first step to call you, Ryan, or to message you, they, they like so far what they see, and they need to go further. And if you solve their pain, and you help them make that decision, because you know, you can deliver, then that's a good sales. That's and I don't think I think manipulation might be the wrong word, word. it's massaging that pain point, like, here's 
how I'll deliver it. Here's how you'll get it to make sure that works for them because everybody likes to consume information or work with people differently. Like I said, if somebody really needs that fast paced person that's just gonna have ideas on the spot, get things done, I'm for them. If they need everything in a spreadsheet and a document and they need to go through checklists and all that, then I'm gonna say, hey, then I'm not the right one for you because it's gonna be a different experience. And like you said, Ryan, we'd rather have people that keep coming back for more because we're a good fit because our style and the way we serve is right for them versus what's the alternative? Trying to get everybody to buy what you have to offer when you know you're not going to like working with each other. It's not going to be a fun experience. Somebody else can service them better, you know, because of their personality or what they need or whatever. We cannot service the whole world anyway. We only need a few clients, good clients, every single month to be where we need to be so we can service them. And yes, we can scale. So whoever's listening and, and watching at the same time, how many clients do you need? It's not a million. It's unless you're like, you know, selling something on Amazon or something, but it's like, you know, how many do you need? There's room at the top for everyone. So get those key uh, new customers that you need, whether it's 50 a month or 50 a year or whatever it is, and make them count, make them good. And really, I want them to chime into you, Ryan. So we're going to just talk about how we chime into you, how we have a conversation with you. So uh, people might be listening, wondering, well, now how do I really do that? I'm much more slower pace. I don't want to be out there like dancing on the rooftops. I'm very, I have a PhD, I have a master's, or I'm a serious realtor or real estate investor or Bitcoin, whatever they do. And it's, they really want people to experience their knowledge and they need to sell that first initial consultation. It's more of a higher ticket item and they need people to have a conversation with them first, see if it's a good fit. How do you show that in a brand? What would you do? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a load of things that I think you brought up that is very important. Number one, going back to the red effect, as I said, redefining experiences digitally, you're trying to redefine the customer's experience digitally. What is something they haven't seen before? Like, how can you make your pitch different? How can mm. you set the bar, letting them know that this isn't a pitch, but this is a heart to heart? You know what I mean? Like, like right. there's different ways to really redefine pitching and selling. You know, yeah, I, I hate that word pitching. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I think, but that's where that's the world that we live in today. Marketing. Anybody Marketing. who is getting pitched to they instantly get turned off. So it's mm -hmm. not, have you ever felt like this? And it, it's more like, you know what? I hate feeling like this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like it's, it's putting yourself out there as the face of the brand. And I think that's something that we're starting to see a lot more of is, you know, you will see products and services, you know, those being the forefront of the brand. But instead of making the products or the services the face of your brand, it should be you. You should be the one out there advocating. And I would say to your question, you set the pace. You set the vibe for how you want your clients to come off. And your vibe attracts your tribe. I and mean, we've heard I that, love over, that. Their vibe. over and over. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And again, I know I'm not a groundbreaker saying that because, you know, of course, that's a already a already said quote. But. That's something I have lived by. I do not cry when someone says, no, I don't want your services or, or, or products or whatever. You know, I don't want to work with you or, 
you know, because then I'm looking at that as like, oh, okay, they weren't my right client. I thought they were, mm. but they weren't. And that just saved me a nightmare, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we right? just not a right fit. And I love you say vibe, Ryan, because it's exactly what you do as a branding marketing expert for companies and for entrepreneurs. You help them show off their vibe because that sometimes is such a confusing thing for somebody that doesn't think like that. And most of us in whatever business we're in, that's not what we're doing. We're doing other things. We're doing our genius, our brilliance. We need people like you, Ryan, to come in and say, okay, let's get that out there. You have such a great vibe. Let's attract your tribe. And here's what I'm seeing. And we, You can't read the label from inside the bottle. I love that saying because we can't tell what we know best. You see it better. You see it through a different eye, which would draw out all the different personalities and the colors and textures of that person to let people know what they would get, what they should expect. So I think everybody, if I'm going to just do a shout out for you, Ryan. You really need to go to the Ryan Lanky on Instagram because Ryan, I've noticed a huge change in you just the last couple of months in what you're doing on your social media. And I love it. Can you tell us about maybe one or two posts that you really love doing that was something out of the box? Because sometimes I'm seeing you waking up out of bed and you have nothing on your face and you're just like, you make such a great point. So give us one or two examples of those that really worked for you, may not work for somebody else. But I know people like Mel Robbins does that. I mean, she'll roll out of the bed and get on the floor and say, you know, this is what it feels like to get up. And this is how you count to five and get up anyway. And here she is literally in her pajamas, no makeup hair everywhere and on the ground, on her knees, crawling to the bathroom. And that just speaks a million words right there. And Ryan, I see that you doing things like that. So talking about maybe a couple of your favorite posts, not that they did the best or not, but you really resonated with it. You loved and people maybe said, Ryan, that was really cool. Absolutely. Well, and and to quickly elaborate on what you were saying very quick, you know, I think you bring up a really good point is your vibe also attracts, you know, the ability to comprehend what your brand is, hmm. you know, just off of talking with Araya for so long, I know who she is as a person. I know that she's sophisticated, that she's sexy, <laughs> you know, like and, and she's elegant and she's classy, you know? And so when I'm putting together her brand, those are some things that I think about is, okay, the image is going to be a little bit more formal or it's going to be a little bit more elegant slash not sloppy, it's not kid-like, not cartoony, not, you know, fun-like comedy-ish, you know, like you have to think about all those themes. Also, another thing that you have to think about is your audience. What is the audience that you're trying to attract? If you're trying to attract rich 50-year-old women, your page has got to look like you're attracting a 50-year-old rich woman. You know what I mean? Like, like it cannot look sloppy, you know? And, and I think you brought up a really good point about you either have the eye or you don't. And unfortunately, that's just how it is when it comes to talent. You either have it or you don't. But just because you don't have it immediately, and I say this, I'm just being very transparent because this is a very authentic, as Araya said, a authentic <laughs> podcast. And I didn't know about any of this stuff. I didn't really have all of these skills to begin with. I learned them while I was in the shelter. I did YouTube university. I looked <gasps> up articles on marketing. I learned all of this stuff by myself. And now look where I am. I mean, I'm working with one of the top mompreneur networks, you know, rising. And yes. now I'm working with Barbara Majeski. So it's just, you got to think about it that way is if you don't know the information, find it. Find the information. You earn when you learn. And that's what I've been saying the whole time of my period on Clubhouse with the ability to comprehend information and the ability to learn the skills that you don't know how to do. That is going to benefit you in the long run. But 
I just wanted to throw that out. Yeah, there. No, I think that's great. I think that's great. And you were good at it. So you had that desire. And I think everybody, we have inside a desire to do what we're meant to do. Like, I don't know, like I'm not a, a uh, Toastmaster speaker. My life is speaking. It was that ingrated gift I was born with that my whole life, everything I do with speaking and TV and interviews was, was what I was meant to do. So you can always teach the nuts and bolts to people, but when you're meant to do it, that's when you soar. Like you can teach me some marketing tools, but your eye, Ryan, is definitely your gift. So you were drawn to it, realize you're really good at it and you have a gift for it and you took it to the next level. Absolutely. You know, probably now, a million boy, things we try we're not that great at. We stop, pivot, go to something you are great at. No, exactly. And and so this is a great segue into, you know, your next question, which was, what are my favorite posts? And yes. that is really what I want to show throughout my whole entire brand is I'm not allowing the algorithm to define who I am and what type of content I make. Okay. If I want to post about my eating disorder, I'm going to post about my eating disorder. If I want to post about my struggles with self-love, I'm going to post about that because those are the issues that we need to be talking about as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Is the mental health side of things. We don't realize that mental health is one of the biggest things in our world that is mm -hmm. eating us apart. And and we don't realize that because we don't talk about it. And 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 the funny thing is, you know, people could say, oh, well, we are talking about it. We make it, you know, a, a priority every day now. You know, it's all over the news, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but we don't talk about it enough because we wouldn't be facing a lot of these issues. And we wouldn't be facing a lot of hatred in our world for just talking about said issues that we're going through if we were talking about enough and normalizing those issues. So that was the first thing. The second okay. thing I would say is I have created this amazing series called The the Real with Ryan. And it's kind of like my own reality show, so to speak. Yeah. It's really just showing you guys behind the scenes of what's going on in my life at the time. Whether it be I'm going through some mental health issues, whether it be I'm struggling with my eating disorder, et cetera, and how I'm moving about that. And again, I have another episode coming out this month, so I'm super excited. And again, I'm only doing like one a month just because I, I film a lot and I do a lot of things and, you know, time is scarce, unfortunately. Is it on Instagram but, or YouTube? It is. It is. Instagram. Yeah, okay. so I, started, I started this series called The Real with Ryan, and it's actually, I believe it's my latest post, if I can check really quick. No, it's the second latest post, so you can go check it out. But okay. anyway, and I'm going to be coming out with more content too, but- with that being said, I started that series because a lot of people, and you really nailed it on the head, Araya, is I have become relatable because of that type of content. Yeah. Because I am not afraid to show my full face of what, you know, I am in the morning. <laughs> I'm a monster in the morning. No, I'm kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's what really has attracted the audience that I have is everyone says you are probably one of the most authentic people in real life and online yeah. because I just don't succumb to that pressure of having to be normal all the time and right. not showing my real life all the time. I want people to see it because I want people to know that there are other people out there that are facing this and whether they be 50 years old versus a 22 year old, it does not matter because mm -hmm. I believe we all can hold hands when it comes to mental health and we all mm -hmm. can come together and support one another in those dire times. Amen, Ryan. Oh my gosh. And also we are talking about your age. If you're my age over, let's say over 30, <laughs> I know over 50, over 60, whatever, <laughs> it's just a number, <laughs> but we might have kids going through 
through what you're going through. So it's really when we see this, we're able to, you know, get that little, you know, inspiration, that hope. And I love that because as a parent and a mompreneur for 37 years now, it matters when you're in dark times and you're scrolling, you're on there and you see somebody young like you, right? And then going through this and now you're here, it gives us hope, you know, if we happen to be going through something and you don't raise teenagers or kids without going through something at some point, because it's never just smooth sailing. There's always whatever kind of dark times and they're all different for everybody. So I love in your post that you really do that fun stuff that, that lets us know visually, because I believe the eye buys. And when we can see a point being made, whether you tell a story or whether you show us in video and a reel, which I love, we see it. We see, oh, wow, you have this, this issue and look at you go. And the next one is your post about a brand and a logo you just did that just knocks our socks off. But we see you're a real person and you know just how far to take that. But you're also telling the viewers and the listeners, don't worry about the limits. If you feel you want to go over the edge and let somebody know about something nobody else is talking about, then that's the right thing to do. If it's for you, go for it because you'll be surprised what that'll do and how that'll draw people that need to know you. And if nothing else, people will be helped by any of us that get a little more raw today and just go with your gut. And if you feel you want them to know about this, it makes a difference. You want people to know you been through this to whether it's working with you or to support your community or support your nonprofit, you know, I love nonprofits, then do it. Because I don't believe there is a box. Just live your life. What do you say? Well, I was just about to agree with you. I mean, that was the biggest thing that really set me apart, I believe, from my industry and also with the ability to work with these amazing people that I'm working with now. I have amazing clients and I have manifested literally my dream clients because of the fact that I did not allow myself to say, okay, I'm going to stay within this box these perimeters. And this is also another thing I want to say when it comes to branding people and branding companies and organizations, etc. I don't just think about them. I think about what it is I would want to see. I would want to buy because that's also how you have to look at it. You can't. Yes, it's so important to listen to the customer. The customer is always right. If they ever wanted changes, of course, they would make changes in a heartbeat. But 99.9 and I and I and I can hold my hand on a Bible <laughs> saying this 99.9% of the time I my designs usually win they don't have any adjustments because of the fact that I know what people want to see I you know ask questions want to buy etc and also getting to know that client this is something I wanted to throw out as well the reason why I have become so successful and the reason why I am arising in my community is because of the fact that I did not just instantly reach out to people and say, hey, I want to work with you. Yeah, no. I befriended these people. I became good friends with them. I mean, I would say that I'm very, very close with the mom link and our business relationship is amazing because we yeah. have that ability to separate the two. But with that being said, that business relationship did not come until six months later. Mm-hmm. You know, of, of you know, <laughs> supporting your community. No, and, it, and 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 the thing is, it's like I don't want people to think that this is a get rich quick scheme. Being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is not a get rich quick scheme. It is hard work. Mm-hmm. It is dedication. It is time. It is effort. It is your building relationships. Network. Yes, it is networking. But if you know how to play the network game. It is not by just saying, hey, I would love to collaborate with you, would love to get you on my podcast, et cetera. It's, 
Hey, oh my God, I actually heard you speaking in a room about mental health. And I just want to say that really touched me because of so-and-so or, right. oh my gosh, you're divorced. I'm divorced too. Let's talk about it. You know what yes. I mean? like, it's just finding common interests. And I believe that is one of the things that we are lacking in right now in social media is we are not using social media to be social. If you can use social media for what it was intended purpose, at what what it was intended for you know you will have much more success in building your relationships and those relationships will turn into business i guarantee it absolutely and tell me if you agree with this it used to be back in the day that a business would have to touch the potential customer five times because when i used to do things for magazines it used to be they you'd have to do at least run an ad for at least six months because you, they have to see you five times or more before they're gonna get in their head oh maybe i need to call even if they have that pain they need that doctor or dentist or candy bar, whatever, soda. It's that that five touch point that was like magical. Now it's become more like 18 to 20 points because it's so crowded out there. So many people doing almost every industry. Very saturated. But, yeah, very saturated. And you're right. We build these relationships. It's one thing we've loved Clubhouse for. We've got to give kudos to Clubhouse because we're all able to talk to each other and give and give and serve. And you and I, Ryan, came in the same way. We just came in and just gave. We just gave free knowledge, free tips, joined conversations. We didn't come in. Yeah, I didn't come in as a chapter president of the mom link. I came in, we became friends. I showed up in their rooms. I liked what I heard, started giving value. They gave value back. It was that relationship. It was like a year later for any of us ever started really doing business together. But that's the difference between those of us that make it because we keep showing up and we don't give showing up a deadline. Like, well, I'll show up for three weeks. If I don't get anything from it, then I'm going to move on. You can't. If you find your sweet spot, you know your tribe is there. You love the vibe. You got to stick with it. Six months, one year, however long it takes. If you know that's a place you want to become a part of, just like many of the other bigger rooms we've been a part of, that we just don't leave them. Well, that didn't work. I tried. I talked in there twice. It's a long game. So being an entrepreneur, Ryan, you're right. When you get in, it's a long haul. You can't get in saying, well, let me give this a whirl. Really come in, get strategies. If you want to do it, you can make it work. You can go to the top, but you're going to need help. You're going to need strategies, going to need business plans along the way. I'm all for jumping in, but then eventually you're going to need that mentor. That person says, here's how you scale it. Here's how you market it. Now we need to take it to the next step. Otherwise you'll stay just in that jump in mode, which is all over the place everybody knows you now they see you but now what are they going to do with you how they chime into you what do they buy from you you know what's Absolutely. your mark so as we close up ryan this has been fabulous you're, you've such a great story to tell in a nutshell now i want everybody to go and follow you let me put your your instagram right back up go to instagram the ryan lanky love what you're doing over there tell us now yeah so if somebody's thinking about well i think i might need some marketing is this affordable does what i do i have to be a bigger business do i need to wait till i get to six figures to have a marketing agency work with me tell us a little bit how you work with solopreneurs and entrepreneurs that may not have those big budgets of bigger companies yeah absolutely i mean i <laughs> I always say this, I am not a monster when it comes to my pricing and when it comes <laughs> to understanding that not everybody has the money. Of course, services still have to be paid for, et cetera. Right. But I find ways to make it work, whether it be a payment plan, whether it be, you know, oh, okay, we could do half then and half another month, et cetera. But I find a way to make it work because if you are passionate about your business the way I am, I want to help you. And that's just the bottom line. I love working with passionate entrepreneurs. I don't really. And, and the funny thing is everyone says when it comes to a brand, you have to have an audience, a target audience, a target audience. 
I love working with passionate women entrepreneurs. That is really what I love, who I love working with is if you are passionate, if you have that, that thriving attitude of you are going to make it happen no matter what, you're a hard worker, you are going to sit with me on a phone for an hour to discuss your brand, then that is what I want to work with. And that is who I would love to work with. So when it comes to branding and and trying to work with me you know reach out to me send me a dm let's see if we're a good fit let's get on a call let's let's talk and yeah. and that's also another thing is i don't just instantly pitch them i do a quick little 15 minute chat beforehand to see if they're even a good fit and Absolutely. if they're not a good fit i don't just say okay bye nice to meet you <laughs> hey how can we network how can i send you in the right place where i believe you need to go and then i look through my database of people that i know in the marketing industry that i think would be a better fit for them so keep in mind to have like a like a, a, a database of people that you can send other people to they may not be your client but they may be someone else's and in return that person can be like oh he sent me a client let me help him with one you know so you just got to think about it that way you guys like it's not yeah. a, it's not a gray area this is very black and white it is a communication skill that you need to have you know in order to really be the best entrepreneur that you can be and when you do it like that, Ryan, which is why you fit in so well with our mompreneur group. I'm somebody. Oh, Rhea. Hold up. We've cut out. We've cut out. No. <laughs> there we go. We're coming back. There you all go. Right. All good. All good. It's all, all right, live. Live, live today. We got this. We just went off visual for a second. If you're listening to this on podcast. Um, but right. It's so important that that we do collaborate. So here's the bottom line to have a phone call with some. Like Ryan, you got to be a bitch fest. You know, it's let's see. What are you looking for? Let's see if I have what to offer. We're also really good at saying I have different packages. So if you're starting out, you just want this. Here's a price point. And I always tell my clients that you don't know if you can't afford a service until you find out what the price is. It's like on their goalposts a lot of times. Well, I can't afford to go to Disney World. Well, how do you know if you, well, most of you know, that's kind of a whole big thing and one person, 12,000, no, I'm kidding. But you don't know you can't afford it until you get the price. And then instead of saying you can't afford it, regenerate that and say, I'm going to work towards that. I'm going to work my way, work my business, grow my business to afford that service, whether it's a maid or whether it's a personal assistant or whether it's a marketing manager, whatever you need. And we can't be solopreneurs forever. And we can't be an entrepreneur and CEO by saying, well, we can't afford that help. It has to be, how do we get that help? How do we partner? How do we barter? How do we work out a relationship? And you won't do any of that unless you make that call find out more about how they work, see if you're a good fit and see what the prices are before you say, well, that's not going to fit in our budget. Well, you don't even know how much it is yet to make the call. So, and most of us are willing to say, hey, we have this sliding scale for whether it's a nonprofit or somebody starting out or hitting hard times. We're all pretty sensitive things like that. Even though we have the bigger box products, there's always a way to dip your toe in. And I think absolutely. most of will do that. All right, Brian, as we close up, you've been absolutely fabulous to talk to you. Fantastic. Thank you for this. Tell us in your closing words what you most want the person listening to this to know going forward as an entrepreneur in this crazy, wonderful branding, marketing, social media platform. What is your your golden tips and golden nuggets as they say, okay, I'm going to do one thing better this week than I did last week? 
I would definitely say keep being yourself. You know, it's so it's so cliche. It's so like, oh, of course he's going to say that. But really being who you are is what's going to attract the right people. And also making sure that you are constantly trying to figure out how you can do better. It's as I said before, don't have that attitude of I know everything. I know what I'm doing. Be like, oh, okay, this post didn't really work. Let me see why. Oh, you know, it wasn't really interesting after watching it for the fifth time. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know what I mean? Or, you know, maybe I got some feedback from somebody in my DM saying, hey, I didn't really like this or "Uh, this content was okay. Maybe ask your audience what you want to see, et cetera. So always try to figure out a way to improve. And then the third thing that I would say is keep being raw. If you want to talk about your divorce, put it out there. If you want to talk about your mental health, Put it out there. If you're struggling in any way as an entrepreneur, put it out there. The more relatability that you have, the more credibility you're going to have. So, Ooh, I like that. Relatability gives you credibility because I always say credibility and visibility equal profitability. But I like that, that all you're just making them just more um, relatable. Love that, Ryan. Ryan, well, you're so awesome. Hope everybody follows you, the Ryan Lanky. And of course, y'all can find me at Ray McGarry Productions on Instagram, where we're here to serve you, help you earn more so you can live more. So you have extra money to give back more to your favorite causes. Like we we're saying in the beginning, Ryan, not everybody can make it. They don't maybe live in this country, live in places where there are no opportunities. And they're counting on people like you and me and the listeners and viewers in countries like America, other countries that are prosperous, where we have the opportunity to go out and be more successful. And then we can give back to those that don't have that opportunity. Because I really do want to help more, as many nonprofits as I can before I take my last breath. And I'm sure everybody listening wants to do the same thing to help a special cause, because we all have them in our lives to help. And those are the people I attract to that love to help. They love to make it and then give it back. So Ryan, thank you for being such a great mentor, such a great educator today. And I want everybody to go out and edutain your audience. Tap into Ryan, tap into me and have a great rest of your day. Ryan, I hope you'll come back soon. We want to see where you are six more months down the road because we know it's going to be even better than it is today. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. And again, you guys, if you're not following this amazing podcast, make sure you are because I I just can't tell you how much Araya has changed my life. And if you don't know her, get to know her because she will absolutely change the trajectory of your life the way that she has for me. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Well, with that, have a great and wonderful evening, day or weekend, whatever it is for you right now. And I'll see you next time on Get Celebritized. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagarry.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.